Welcome to the FBC Athens podcast, open to explore devotions. The Lenten journey nears its end as we enter Holy Week. The devotion is given today by Jennifer Baxley. The scripture reading is Matthew 21, verses 1 through 17. It includes the story of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem and his disruption to the money changers in the temple. It is read from the message. Reflect on your own pilgrimage to the cross as you listen to Addison Acock playing Beneath the Cross of Jesus. When they neared Jerusalem, having arrived at Bethphage on Mount Olives, Jesus sent two disciples with these instructions. Go over to the village across from you. You'll find a donkey tethered there, her colt with her. Untie her and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, say the master needs them. He will send them with you. This is the full story of what was sketched earlier by the prophet. Tell Zion's daughter, look. Your king's on his way, poised and ready, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, foal of a pack animal. The disciples went and did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They led the donkey and colt out, laid some of their clothes on them, and Jesus mounted. Nearly all the people in the crowd threw their garments down on the road, giving him a royal welcome. Others cut branches from the trees and threw them down as a welcome mat. Crowds went ahead and crowds followed, all of them calling out, Hosanna to David's son, blessed is he who comes in God's name, Hosanna in the highest. As he made his entrance into Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken. Unnerved, people were asking, what's going on here? Who is this? The parade crowd answered, this is the prophet Jesus, the one from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus went straight to the temple and threw out everyone who had set up shop, buying and selling. He kicked over the tables of loan sharks and the stalls of dove merchants. He quoted this text. My house was designated a house of prayer. You have made it a hangout for thieves. Now there was room for the blind and crippled to get in. They came to Jesus and he healed them. When the religious leaders saw the outrageous things he was doing and heard all the children running and shouting through the temple, Hosanna to David's son, they were up in arms and took him to task. Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus said, yes, I hear them. And haven't you read in God's word from the mouths of children and babies, I'll furnish a place of praise? Fed up, Jesus spun around and left the city for Bethany where he spent the night. If you've never been back there, I wish each of you could be a fly on the wall on a Palm Sunday as the robed and rambunctious children's choirs are lining up on the stairs of the narthex, receiving their palms ready to burst down the center aisle for the opening hymn, All Glory, Laud, and Honor. 
I always joke with my Sunday school class before leaving to gather the children that this is the day I try to keep children from poking each other's eyes out with palm branches. Bert Hill and Brad Lastinger have enjoyed a few laughs at our expense over the years as we try to organize the chaos, explaining how to wave branches, where to place them when we get to the front of the church, and a few explanations as to where they do not belong, as in on their heads like bunny ears or inside the robe of their neighbor. It is absolute nuts, and the five minutes we wait to walk in sometimes feels much closer to five hours. In the spirit of full disclosure, I must confess that there were a few times when my husband Paul was pastor that I was threatening him under my breath if he didn't move that call to worship and prayer along and just let us sing the blasted hymn already. But truth be told, I love it. I love Palm Sunday. It is one of my favorite Sundays of the church year because the joy and anticipation is infectious. We've spent weeks explaining to the children what the word Hosanna means and what a celebration it was when Jesus came into Jerusalem, and they finally get to live that out. It is pure joy. Apparently, I am not alone in my love for Palm Sunday. A few years ago, when Frank was interviewing church members about their best moments in our sanctuary building, Palm Sunday memories were mentioned over and over There are just certain occasions that are only fully meaningful when bolstered by the joy of children. In this regard, we are being true to the spirit of the original triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem when children were everywhere, screaming praises and spreading palm branches. But until I read the passage this year, a passage I have read in one gospel or another every year of my life, I never paid attention to how much the joy of the children enraged the chief priests and the scribes. Of course, Jesus started it all, what with his turning over tables, daring to say that the temple was a place of prayer, not money-making, and then going so far as to begin to perform healings. They were already incensed. They were threatened. They were done. And on top of all that, those wretched children would not stop screaming, Hosanna to the son of David. Can you imagine how different Palm Sunday would feel if a leader of our church rushed back to where the children were on a Palm Sunday and told them to shush? That was what the priests and the scribes desired because they knew if they could squelch the joy of the children, then perhaps the rest of the crowd wouldn't be too far behind. And maybe they were right. Though Palm Sunday is one of my favorite Sundays, I'm sure you will agree that it is also bittersweet. Because we know that within a few days of shouting Hosanna to the son of David, the shouts would turn to crucify him. And we wonder if we had been standing in those crowds, if we would have been any different. I think that if there is any truth to be offered in the triumphal entry of Jesus, any word for our lives today It is that this is the moment in Jesus' life when the people actually got it right. The disciples got it right. They helped Jesus fulfill prophecy. The crowds got it right, gathered and praising. The children got it right with their shouts and their energy and their joy, and they could not be shushed. One of my favorite phrases growing up in the South was, Don't you shush me. And perhaps that is the best word we can take from Palm Sunday. Don't let the world shush you. 
Don't let it take the joy away. Don't let the children be silenced. Allow the praise to flow forth in doxology. Praise is the way we get it right. Jesus made it very clear to those who would silence the children. Don't you realize how futile this is? Haven't you read that God gave to children and babies the most basic language of praise? As I write this, we are just days away from Palm Sunday, and if nothing else, I hope I will be inspired by the text this year to offer a few less shushes and a few more high fives to my choir, to let their joy be our joy, to let their energy be our energy. But more importantly, and perhaps a deeper truth I hope we can carry as we now endure Holy Week together, is that ultimately our praise will not be silenced. Yes, we are rightfully called to sit in the darkness. Yes, we are called to live through the anguish of Thursday, the terror of Friday, and the silence and questions of Saturday. But our celebration will not always be stifled. The children will not ultimately be shushed. Death will not have the last word, and Good Friday will not be the end Praise will be ours again to sing and shout. Hallelujahs and hosannas will sound once more. Thanks be to God. Consider today both your language of lament and your language of praise and bring them both to the throne of grace as we gather together for another Holy Week and Easter. Please pray with me. Lord of hosannas, Lord of silence, Lord of hallelujahs and resurrection. It is a week of the highest and lowest emotions, and we ask for your presence in all of them. May we seek you in our praise, in our failure, in our joy, our sadness, and in our hope. May we always seek to shout and give thanks, and may we nor our children ever be silenced. Amen. Amen.